Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artist Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Um, thank you so much for coming to join me on this um, new episode for this um, for today's episode. Um, and I am excited to talk about this next topic because I feel like it is something that all artists experience at some point in their life whether they're um, teaching material, whether they're accepting a job, whether they've been contacted to subcontract for something or to perform somewhere, you know, whatever it is, I feel like this is highly applicable to all artists out there, especially those artists who are looking to sort of, you know, well, not sort of, but, you know, make a living off of their talents and off of their skills. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to start off with a little bit of backstory. So recently I have been in contact um, about teaching um, some classes. For those of you who don't know, I am an actor in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Um, and I've been in contact about teaching some classes. And... Um, there has been some back and forth about sort of, you know, the logistical things and all of that stuff. And when I was sort of originally negotiating my first contract, um, I realized that the way that I was going to be compensated for my time, my skills, my expertise was way below what, um, you know, normally is a standard rate for this area. And I know that, you know, different rates for different areas, the Washington DC area, very, um, affluent, very, um, I don't want to say like very wealthy, but I mean, it kind of is. Um, one of the suburbs is like the richest County in the United States. Um, it, it's Loudoun County in case you're wondering in Virginia. Um, so th there is money here and I was, you know, considering, I was like, you know, well, I would love to go teach um, this particular class. I would really love it and enjoy it. Um, and then I was just like so caught up because I was like, you know, this is going to be a big commitment on my end, not just with actually teaching the class, but also time. And I was just kind of like, I don't know if this is something that makes sense for me. And so I was sort of going back about this class and eventually I was like you know what like I know how much my time is worth I know how much my skills are worth I know how much my expertise is worth and you know we have to as artists recognize that within ourselves so I mean you know look at what you do for your art like maybe you are a private art teacher Maybe you offer private lessons. Maybe you're a musician and you have a certain amount of money to um, that you that are your rates to perform for something. Like it could be a lot of those things. And when you have a set rate, that is what you feel comfortable with because that is what you are charging for your skills, for your service, for whatever it is. Like that's what you're charging. And you know what? It is so worth it. And something that I've sort of run into with other artists and, you know, just other people is that, you know, they're given, um, they're given a quote or, you know, they give a quote to a client 
And the client's like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to pay that much. And then all of a sudden there's like all this self-doubt and all of this, you know, internal questioning and like, are, is this really, like, are my skills really worth this much amount of money? And, you know, should I really be charging this much? And should this, this like, the answer is yes. Yes, you should be charging that amount. Yes, you should be charging that much for your skills because you, you can't undervalue yourself as an artist and you shouldn't let other people attempt to undervalue that either. And, you know, a lot of times I don't think people really realize that when you give them a quote or a rate for something, they're kind of like, oh my gosh, like, why would you, like, you just do X, Y, and Z. Why would you charge that much? Well, think of all the time you've put into mastering your craft, to mastering your skills, to mastering whatever it is you do. Like, we would never ask, like, a surgeon who specifically operates on, like, I don't know, like a, like your heart. We would never ask a surgeon, oh, like you really charge that much for surgery or, oh, you really want to get paid that much yearly? Well, we would never ask it, right? Because a surgeon it has expertise, specific expertise in something. And we, you know, we as a society or, you know, the hospital, whatever, will pay for that expertise. And I also think that it's important to note that, when other people ask us to either change our rates, to lower them, those are not the people that you want to be working with, right? Because why would you want to work with someone who undervalues your work or your, you know, experience? I'll give you an example. So I used to take voice lessons from a teacher in the area, and this particular voice teacher charged $75 an hour. Yeah. an hour. And, you know, pre-COVID, I would go to them. (laughs) So not only am I paying the $75, um, I would also pay to drive to them, you know, because I'm paying for gas and everything. I'm sitting in traffic and all this other stuff. And so that's something that, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's something that I have an IC value in. So I'm 100% going to pay for that. And if I don't see the value in it, then why would that person want to work with me? You know what I mean? Like, you, it, it's really difficult to change someone's perspective and change someone's opinion, but you do yourself a favor when you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't work for that much. This is my rate. And be, just being like really firm with, you know, how much that you charge for whatever your service is and sticking to it. Because when you stick to it, that's not only telling the other person, hey, like I, this is what I, I work for. Like this is what my time is worth. This is what my skills are worth. And it's also telling you, you know, I, I can charge this much and I'm not scared to charge this much and I'm not afraid to ask for this much money per hour. Like I think it's insane that sometimes people will try to, you know, talk someone down from their price because they don't think it's worth it. Now, ta- now, talking someone down is different from negotiating. Negotiating is finding a common ground between two parties. But if someone has ever come to you and is like, oh, that's like too much money. Like, can, can you change that? It's like, no. It's like, no, I can't. Like, when you decide to take classes, um, like, let's say you take classes at, well, okay, 
let me use an example for this next part. So my boyfriend um, plays ice hockey and he used to take classes and you know you would sign up for you sign up for classes online and whatever the price was was what the price was. It's not like you can go to them and go to like the instructor and be like, hey, so I don't really want to pay this much for all these classes and I only think that your skills and expertise are worth like this much of money instead of this much money. Like you would never do that. You could you couldn't do that for like you you can't really do that. And the people who might try to do that, they're kind of like laughed out of the room, right? So why is it any different for you when you're offering your services, when you're trying to use your skills to support you and your life? Why does it make it doesn't make sense? Like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense for you to question what you're worth because you're so worth that and you know probably more than what you're charging because I feel like we all start off as like undercharging a little bit because we're just not sure I know I started off undercharging um for some of the services I offer and you know it's since increased um over time but we just have this like like belief that you know oh no one's gonna want this or I don't know if I can actually do this or is anyone actually gonna pay me this like yes people will actually pay you for your skills and expertise. Because let me tell you something. If I, so something that I personally am looking to do, I want to learn how to play the piano better. I want to learn how to actually play music and, you know, all that stuff. I have a little bit of experience, but I want to get better. Now, I, if I want to find a piano teacher, I'm going to go find the best piano teacher I can who's going to meet the needs that I want. Now, does this mean that I'm going to go enroll in music school and study piano for like four years and get a degree in it? No, that's not for me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go find a piano teacher out there who can help me get better at what I know, and I'm going to compensate them for their time because I'm learning something that I really want to learn and I find a lot of value in. Now, I can go and I can find the best piano teacher that I can, that I know works for me. And, you know, maybe this piano teacher is a little expensive. Maybe they are. I don't know. But that would be so much more worth my time than if I were to just, you know, put, let's say, like, put out a post on Facebook. Be like, I'm looking for a piano teacher. Does anyone know? And then one of my friends, like, aunt's, like, best friend teaches piano, like, kind of because they played it growing up and now they just like play and like teach lessons for like extra income. Like not to say that that person might not have, you know, the skill set that I'm looking for, but that's definitely not the same kind of energy that I would receive in return than if I were to go to a piano teacher who like teaches piano like as their career or who maybe plays in professional ensembles and also teaches piano lessons on the side, right? Like it's a different kind of energy and it's a, diff- and it's a different kind of exchange. So all this to say that I just, this, this experience of mine has really just inspired me to talk about it because I feel like, first of all, money is like such a taboo topic to talk about. And first of all, I want to make it less taboo. Like anyone who knows me, and if you've listened to a couple of my other episodes, um, you know, I have an entire segment on artist money management because I love personal finance, um, like budgeting, um, you know, all that stuff. 
love it. Um, it's kind of nerdy. I spend a lot of time um, budgeting and just working out my budget because <laughs> I enjoy it. But money is such a taboo topic and I feel like it shouldn't be because there's nothing wrong with asking to be compensated fairly for, you know, what you are worth and what, you know, you know you should be paid for. And if other places, if other people, if other, you know, entities, whatever it is, if they can't, you know, see how much you are, like, if they can't see that particular energy within you, and if they don't see the value that you offer, then that's not your problem. That's not your problem. It's their problem. And you do yourself a favor by standing up and saying, no, I'm sorry, this is my rate, I'm not going to change it, if they try to, like, you know, lowball you. And, you know, you're standing up for yourself, but also you're setting this precedent that you're not the kind of person who is going to accept a lower offer and sort of devalue what you know is worth so much more. Because think about it. Like, let's say that, um, you know, someone has an operating budget and, you know, you fit into that you don't necessarily fit into that operating budget because they know your rate, but they're like, oh, but last time, um, you know, she said that instead of her normal rate, we could pay her like $20 less per hour. And so like that actually fits in within this budget. And so like, let's just reach out to her and like, let's see if she'll like do it for less money again. Like you don't want that, right? Because then you get an email and then you're like, oh, like they want to hire me, but they want to pay me less than what I was worth. And it's like, then you have to have that conversation. So just upfront, like starting off, if someone tries to lowball you and you're just like, nope, sorry, this is, this is what my rate is. This is how much I charge. Take it or leave it. And it can be so scary to have that take it or leave it mindset. But when you really think about it, you know, you want the people who will take it, right? You don't want the people who are going to leave it because those people aren't as invested. Like those people will not have the same mindset they will not have the same personal investment into what you're doing so you don't want the people who are going to leave it you want the people who are going to take it because those people are the people who are invested in what you're doing and who are invested in you know your skills and are ready and eager to learn from you and those are the people who are going to say oh my gosh like like she's uh like i don't know sixty dollars an hour but she's like so worth it like, that's what I said when I was taking voice lessons for $75 an hour. Like, I would tell people this and they'd be like, what? $75 an hour? And I'd be like, no, but like, you know, they're so worth it. Like, I love, I love the help that I get from them. And guys, that's amazing that someone has, you know, had that much energy and has gotten me to a point where I'm like, I spent $75 on this one hour and it was like amazing, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like raving to other people about like the best, you know, experience I had as like, um, like a student studying like voice, like it's totally possible for you all, for everyone listening that you can absolutely make a living and make an income with your skills. And it's all about taking those steps to one, be visible and say, Hey, I offer this or Hey, like I'm a photographer and I offer photography shoots. Like, I understand that it is so scary to put yourself out there because it's always like, oh, but what, what's everyone going to think? Or is anyone going to laugh at me? And like all this stuff. And like, it's, it's so funny. It's not funny, but it's like, 
you know, some people are just, like, so concerned about, like, pushing that, like, post button on Facebook or, like, sharing it on Instagram, like, sharing their services that they get, like, so nervous that they don't do it. And, like, I get it. I've been there. There have been so many times where I'm like, I'm going to go do this. And then I actually get to it and I, like, you know, kind of distract myself with other things. It's kind of a bad habit that I have, quite honestly. Um, But pushing through that, like being visible, pushing through that, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to like it, and just putting it out there in the world and then seeing that the world is still in place and still intact, like, you know, five minutes after you posted it, nothing's like imploded. Then you're like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. Like there's definitely a roller coaster of emotions with putting yourself out there. And like, you know, there are the ups and the downs, but I promise you that the end result is like going to be amazing because you've put yourself out there and you've put your services out there. And, you know, you're standing out into the world and you're saying, yes, I offer this. I know I'm qualified. I know what I'm worth. I would love to share that with you. I would love to share that with you because anything worth sharing and worth any value, of course, you're going to pay for it, right? Of course, you're going to be charged for it. Like, think of this way. I realize I have like a ton of examples in this particular episode and I, I don't know why. That's just sort of how it's happening. But think of it this way. So you know how when you're at like events, like maybe carnivals or like, um, I don't know if this is across the board, but where I am, there are a lot of like festivals for like old towns. Um, so just sort of like where like a city originated, not originated, but where like the old courthouse or the old city hall or the old, you know, town square used to be before like these these cities expanded out. They would have events. And sometimes at these events, people would be there handing out, you know, freebies. Like maybe they're handing out chip clips or maybe they're handing out pens or maybe they're handing out like little trinkets for kids, like stress balls, you know? That stuff is free, right? How, How often do you keep track of that stuff? How often? Because <laughs> I can tell you, the only thing that I really keep track of is a chip clip. And this is a chip clip I got when Amazon opened an Amazon Fresh store in my area. And I wanted to try it, so I went. And I got a chip clip, and I was super excited because I was going to use it. But other than that, I'm like, I can't tell you where half of that stuff is. Like, it's gotten to a point where I don't even, like, pick it up unless I know I'm going to use it. Because to me, like, I'm not going to want to keep track of it, right? Now, let's say you buy an Apple Watch. You're going to keep track of that, right? <laughs> like an Apple Watch is so expensive. You're going to keep track of that Apple Watch. You're going to know where it is. You're going to know where the charger is because you ha- like it costs more money, so you're much more invested in it. So do you guys see how the more money that you're charging is the more people will be invested and the more people are going to want that transformation, the more people are going to want that service, the more people are going to want that change. And that's what we want, right? We don't want to be giving out things for free that people are just going to forget about, like, you know, random pencils you find outside Amazon Fresh stores. But people are going to remember those things that they pay money for. Like, I'm going to remember that Apple Watch, which is kind of ironic because I, like, don't use Apple products. I have, like, an HP and Android and, like, Chrome and all that stuff. But do you guys get my point? Like, undervalued or being undervalued by a third party like it stinks like it really does but you just have to remind yourself well you know and recognize i'm being undervalued here this is actually how much i'm charging and i know that this is worth it i know that 
this investment that these people will be making in whatever I'm offering, they're going to be so much happier with it because they're invested in it. Not just financially, but mentally, like maybe physically. If it's like a photo shoot and I just want you guys to understand that, you know, you're going to run across it. It's going to happen. And I hope that this episode really just encourages and reminds you that don't take that lowball offer. Don't take it. I mean, obviously, if there's a situation where you do need to negotiate your rate a little bit, then that's fine. But I am talking like, let's say you're a photographer offering a package at 13, um, not 13, where'd I get that number? At like $3,000 and someone's like, well, I can pay you a thousand. No, guys, that is like less than half. Like, no, 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 no. Like you need to get paid what you're worth and you are so worth what you are charging. You are so worth it. So don't let, you know, things, people, like don't let them undervalue you. Don't let them lowball you. Stick to what you have. And just remember that there's nothing wrong with your rates because you're offering that exchange of energy for them with them. And you absolutely can provide that much, you know, of your service translated into dollar amounts. I don't know if that makes sense. But let's say that you're charging $40 for, uh, I don't know, something. You're charging $40 for something. Like, you absolutely can translate that $40 into so much energy. And people don't buy things based off of price, which I know is weird because like, you know, we all look at prices. People buy things based off of experiences. Like, you know, when you have a really big event and you decide to go to the fancy restaurant instead of like Chipotle, that's what I'm talking about. There's so many, there's so many things around us that prove to us that people will pay for this really big exchange of energy and how they emotionally feel. And once we understand that, and once we like have them in the back of our minds, us charging, you know, our rates, like we're going to want to raise them and we're not going to have time for the people who are like, oh, well, can you lower it? Because I don't think that it's worth that much. And also I feel like people one-on-one, especially for the arts, they're, they just feel like it's appropriate that they can ask that. And I'm like, no, it's never appropriate to undervalue an artist's work. It never is, which is really where this entire episode kind of like came from just feeling like and needing to remind everyone that we as artists like it's not okay for people to undervalue us and i hope that this episode um encourages you to not undervalue yourself okay guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode um it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe to the podcast um rate it uh comment on this episode all that stuff. And once you're done with that, I would love to chat with you guys more. If you had an experience about feeling like you were lowballed by someone, like tell me what happened. I would love to chat with you guys about that because it's something that when, as soon as someone's like, oh, I had this thing happen. They wanted to pay me like, you know, $40 less than, um, what I, what my rates are. And I'm like, I hope you didn't take that job because they're completely undervaluing you. I love talking about that. Um, so please send me a DM. It is at our artists as entrepreneurs on Instagram. Um, I would love to chat with you there. And before you go, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your business and your skills, please come join us. We would love to have you. 
Thank you guys so much for um, tuning in. All the stuff that I talked about links will be in the show notes and I cannot wait to talk to you next. See you soon.